reverse dieting. I know what you're thinking. That sounds like an oxymoron. Two words that don't really go together. But I promise that they do and I promise that it works. I'm glad you're back and today we're going to be talking about reverse dieting. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here and I hope you stay a while. All right. So in my last podcast, I talked about when a calorie deficit backfires. In that podcast, I gave some examples to look for in yourself so that you know if you've been in a deficit too long and if you possibly need to reverse out of the deficit to actually hit your goals. If you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly suggest that you go back because it really lays the foundation for what we're going to be talking about today. But first, I do want to recap a little bit just so we make sure we're on the same page for this reverse dieting and what it is and how it's affected by being in a calorie deficit for too long. So I know that you have heard that if you're trying to lose weight, that it's calories in versus calories out. And in turn, I bet you're thinking, okay, great, I can do that. Eat less and less and less and less. And eventually that less is insanely low and that is not totally functional for what you actually want to do. This is what we hear everywhere. We hear it on social media and magazines from fitness experts. All we ever hear is, you know, just eat less than what you're intaking. But the problem is, is some people do that for months and months and sometimes even years or since they were teens. So while this really is actually good advice for short-term changes, sometimes eating less straight up backfires for other people. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So as I mentioned before, sometimes people are focusing on eating less food for months and months and even years or even back to the point of when they were teenagers. And the problem is that eventually your body says, I've had enough of this. What the heck are you doing? (laughs) I can't meet my BMR. Your BMR is your basal metabolic rate. That is the rate at which you digest food and the things that you need to do your daily functions, which is talked about in the last podcast as well. Cutting calories totally works, and it is a reason that people can lose weight because often if you cut calories, then your body has to use the stores broken down for energy, which helps you lose the weight. But when you do this for an extended period of time, your body is genius, and it adapts, and it stops doing that, and it slows the metabolism. So what happens is your body will say, oh, you're going to cut calories for an extended period of time and try to eat less and less and less? No problem. I'm actually going to raise you one if you're playing poker with your body. I'm going to raise you one and I'm actually going to slow down your metabolism and I'm actually going to slow down your digestive process to make sure that I am protecting myself and getting my own needs met. Then your body's going to say, I'm also more likely to store food for energy for later use because you are underfueling. And when you do eat, I'm going to digest that food slower. So it really does backfire in that way. The last thing that sometimes does happen with some people, not everyone, but your body will also start having cravings. This often leads to overeating, which then possibly leads to you undereating later. And then you've created the system of eating as little as possible, which then turns into eating everything in the room you can possibly get your hands on cycle. And then the cycle begins. And you fall into a discouraging rut. That's what I mean when I say your deficit has backfired and you need reverse dieted. 
Are you still kind of unsure if this is you or if I'm speaking to you or if it fits your habits? Let me give you a few questions that I asked last week, but I want to remind you of just in case you're tuning in just to this episode. Are you always dieting? Are you failing to lose weight even though you're eating very low calorie? Do you have issues with binges or intense cravings? Are you so busy that you sometimes forget to eat? Do you feel guilty for eating foods and try to restrict or over-exercise more the next day to make up for it? Do you see yourself in the over-restricting, overeating cycle? Do you have brittle hair, poor skin, fatigue, or depression? Do you feel your hormones are off? And do you fear food or see food as forbidden? If you answered yes to any of these, the chances are that you have been in a deficit for too long and you have a poor relationship with food and you do need reverse dieted. So now let's get into that. How does that work? And I want to make this as simple as possible, but I need you to know that there are always variations to reverse dieting. So it's not always looking the exact same for everybody. First, I want to get into the mental side effects of these habits that I've been talking about and how they affect you. I want you to know that actually this issue of reverse dieting or the calorie deficit is actually super common. I know for some women, it is just a matter of you're just busy and so you forget to eat. It happens all the time to moms or entrepreneurs or people who are just busy. So that also makes you fall into the category. But for other people, it is an issue that is much deeper where we have this obsession with trying to undereat and then it backfires. So what that looks like more is we starve, we overeat, we feel intensely guilty over our choice to overeat and beat ourselves up over it. Then we vow to never do it again, (laughs) repent of our food sins and make up for it the next day by eating less and exercising more, which then in turn causes us to overeat either later that night, within a few days or on the weekend and the cycle continues. So that also makes you fall into the reverse dieting category. Though the first category I described of being busy and the second category of just the under-eating, over-eating cycle both fall in this category, I want you to be aware and think about which one you are. And today I'm going to focus a little bit more on the over-eating, under-eating, but be aware if you are the busy person who forgets to eat, how you fix it in reverse dieting is still the same. Now, if you're the person who is undereating, then overeating, then feeling insanely guilty, and then you're trying to make up for it by eating less or overexercising the next day, I want you to know that that is so bad for your self-confidence and your self-worth because you are constantly telling yourself that you are a failure over and over and over again every time you go through this cycle. I know this because I did it from the point of I think I was 19 to about 20 five maybe I cycled through this where I would undereat and then I would overeat like on the weekend or at night and I would find that I would have these cravings and then the next day I'd feel so guilty and I'd beat myself up and then I would swear I would never do it again and I would overexercise the next day and not eat anything to make up for it and by night I would do it again so I do understand this and I know it's very real and it is very hard on your self-confidence so my goal is to get you out of that because Getting out of it myself was probably the best thing that ever happened in my life, which is why I got into macro coaching so much because I saw this as such an issue for so many people in misunderstanding the diet information that is out there where we're taking something that is effective, a short-term cut, or reducing the calories, but then turning it into a lifestyle, which is not effective and majorly backfires. So I want you to know that while it is normal, it doesn't have to be that way. 
the thing is, you are seeing the problem is that you are having a lack of control. This is why you keep overeating. But I, as a macro coach, and from my experience, I know that the problem is not your lack of control. The problem is that you are not fueling properly during parts of the day or the week, which is causing the issues. It is not a lack of control. It is the fact that your diet is not set up correctly and is hurting you. So let's look at it this way. In most things that are an action and a reaction, there's a cause and effect. So I look at undereating as the cause. We undereat, that is the cause. The effect is that later we overeat. Many times people think the problem is that they're overeating and that is why they can't lose weight. But as a coach, I'm saying, no, the problem is the cause. The cause is undereating. The effect of undereating is then that you will overeat and then it creates that cycle. You are not the problem. Your unbalanced diet is. So stop beating yourself up. Again, if you are struggling with your self-worth over a diet or over your ability to lose weight and having self-esteem issues with that, I want you to repeat that sentence to yourself over and over again. Hang it on a mirror in your bathroom, in your car, wherever it is. I need you to tell yourself, you are not the problem. The problem is your diet is unbalanced. And I also don't want you to feel fooled because I have some clients who are extremely overweight and they think that their issue is that they are overeating alone. But again, it is not that they are overeating alone, it's that they are drastically undereating, which is causing them to overeat. Cause and effect. Remember that sentence and remember this is a cause and effect scenario. Action, reaction. So how do we get out of this? How do we fix it? How do we increase our self-esteem and still meet our goals and feel good about ourselves and do all these things? We do it through reverse dieting, which I am a huge fan of. I've done it for myself. I've done it for thousands of clients and it works like a champion. It fixes your health and it fixes your mental state as well, which honestly, that is a win, 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 a hundred times over. So here's how we're going to do it. I want you to track your food intake for four to five days. I suggest using an app. You can use my Fitness Pal or my Macros. I think Lose It's one. Any app where you can track your food intake. Now, I know not everyone likes tracking your food intake, and I get that it's not convenient and it can trigger some people, but we do need to see what your basely calorie intake is so that we can jump point from there, and I'm going to explain this. So you're going to track in an app for four to five days every single thing you eat. I don't want you to track the days that you're overeating. I want you to track the days where you're trying to eat healthy, where you're trying to eat like the best you can, the days that you don't lose it basically is what I'm telling you to track. Now, you're going to take those four or five days. You can even do up to seven days if you really want a good window of variety. But you can take those four or five days and you're going to take the total number of calories and divide them by the amount of days you tracked. So let's say you tracked five days and it told you you had 1,200 calories, 1,300 calories, 1,000 calories, 1,400 calories, and 700 calories. You're going to take all of those totals, so add up all the totals and divide it by the number of days you tracked four. That is going to find the average amount of calories you ate in that four-day time span. Now, if one day is drastically lower or drastically higher than the other ones, then it becomes like an outlier, so don't include that. But we're trying to find like a happy medium. So if you're noticing majority of the days you're eating within this window, that is a good estimate of what you averagely eat when you're trying to eat healthy, which 
in that deficit is what you're doing. So we're trying to get your base calorie because we're going to use this. I call this a jump point to move you into the reverse diet. So once we have your jump point, which is like the number you track those few days, you divide it by the number of days you tracked, that's your jump point. And we're going to raise your calories from there. The amount that I suggest raising your calories from your jump number is 100 to 150 calories. I start with just like a small raise. If you're worried, start with 100 calories. But we do it small because I don't want to stress out your metabolism. I don't want to make anyone gain weight. But I do want your metabolism to slowly start trusting you and be able to revive it and make it move faster with more food so that it can handle more food. So I start with just 100 to 150 calories. You're going to sit at those numbers. It's going to vary per person, but you're going to sit on those numbers from anywhere from one to four weeks. So if you haven't abused your metabolism or been at a deficit for years and years, probably every one to two weeks, you could increase the calorie intake again by about 100 to 150 calories. If you've been in a deficit for a massive amount of time, you might want to do it a little bit slower, more like three to four weeks and slowly increase it. And even if you're nervous, you can increase it just by 75 calories. I get that people are scared of food, but the goal is to continually increase it slowly over time. The purpose of this is to retrain the metabolism to handle more food. So while this change should be subtle, you shouldn't notice a ton of weight gain, but the amount that you are increasing will just increase and change per person as I explain those windows. During the process, I also want to make sure that you are focusing on strength training. Challenge yourself with weights because as you're increasing your intake, you need to be pushing your muscles to help them grow, which will help as you have more muscle, it helps speed up your metabolism. So challenge your muscles with strength training. Notice, I did not say kill yourself with cardio and run miles and miles and miles and miles every day. Cardio is fantastic. It is a great accelerant, but I really need you to focus on those weights as you're increasing your calorie intake. Now, I'm not going to give you the exact assigned macro percents because that really does vary per person and how long they've been in a deficit and how their metabolism is doing. And honestly, for a lot of people, we're so twisted up in our heads that even this increase without knowing the exact macro percents is stressful. So I want you to just focus there. But if I could give you just a few tips of how to increase, I think it would be helpful. The first one I'm going to suggest is that you keep your protein between 0.8 grams to 1.1 grams per pound of body weight. I know that might seem high, but I promise it's not. And the more protein you have, the easier it is to help build muscle. And I already have told you to focus on weight. So it's going to be good for building muscle, which is good for speeding up your metabolism. If you're vegan, obviously this number will be a little bit lower because you don't need animal protein and you can do it at more like 0.6 to 0.7 or 25% of your intake. But if you are not vegan or vegetarian, I highly suggest the 0.8 to 1.1 grams of protein per pound of body weight. I'm also going to suggest that you are getting enough healthy fats. Now, I said that I wasn't going to give you exact macro percents, but I think including healthy fats as you are increasing your intake is super important because Healthy fats help balance your hormones. Many times when people have been in a deficit for so long, it causes their hormones to be off. A lot of them will have amenorrhea 
or just different dysfunctions and they have problem getting their period or have problem reproducing because they're in a deficit so long. So I do want you adding some healthy fats into your diet because it's actually going to help you A, stay full and also help with your hormones when you're trying to come out of that deficit. We also don't want to substantially increase our fat intake or our carbohydrate intake all at once. So the purpose of reverse dieting is to ease into more food, to gradually increase our intake. And if we are taking that 100 calories to 150 calorie increase, and then we are filling it with all carbs or all fats, we are going to set off alarm bells that we're doing something funky and it's going to backfire. We want to kind of balance out the increase in food across all the categories. So it's easing in, there's nothing drastic, and it's just a little bit more gentle. So normally I suggest for carbohydrates, I would not increase them more than 15 to 20 grams max at a time. And for fats, I would not increase them for more than 5 to 9 grams max. Now again, these are guidelines. These are not strict rules because if a client comes to me and they have done a very low carb diet before me, I'm going to do something very different with their numbers than I'm going to do with a client who comes to me and they were on a very low fat diet before they started with me. So it does vary, but the purpose is you don't want to be setting off alarm bells. You don't want to suddenly increase any fat or carb intake all of a sudden at once. And if you're kind of wondering, what do I even averagely eat of these things? You can do the same thing with your fats and your carbohydrates as you did with your calories, where you've already tracked, you know, three or four days, you add up all your fats, and then you divide them by the number of days you tracked. And you can kind of see what you averagely eat as an estimate in fats and carbohydrates, which might help you increase them or leave them the same depending on what you're doing. But you just don't want to jump one area up drastically while you're trying to reverse diet. And my last tip for while you're trying to reverse diet and raise those calories slowly over time, as I've explained, is if you are someone who has sworn off all fats or sworn off all carbs, I'm going to challenge you to actually add a little of those back in. Dramatic pause. (laughs) I know you're thinking, what? I don't eat fats or I don't eat carbs. Here's the deal. As I said, your body adapts. Metabolic adaptation is real. So sometimes adding those things back in can help kind of like offset or get you out of the plateau that you're in. The second thing is we have started to demonize food, proteins, fats, or carbs, whatever it is, people will say, don't ever eat that. I don't believe in forbidden foods. I believe in balancing foods. So there is purpose behind eating carbs and there's purpose behind eating fats. So if you have fully cut out one of those foods, one of those macros, I challenge you to actually put a little bit back in because again, your body's adapted and maybe that little change will help you get out of that plateau. And if we're already reversing you, you might see some amazing changes. I've seen women where they've always done a low carb and then they increase their carbs and they add weights and all of a sudden they like have some like beautiful definition and vice versa. I've seen women who have always done higher carb, low fat, and then they increase their fat and their hormones level out and they feel full and they have other good benefits to that where they lose fat. So I don't believe in demonizing anything. So that last tip is if you have fully cut out any of the macros, either you know trying to cut out all fat or trying to cut out all carbs, I encourage you to just try to slowly weave some of those back in to kind of help break that metabolic adaptation. All right, so lastly, I know what you're saying. Oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What is it going to look like? What, what's going to happen to me? Am I going to gain? Am I going to lose? What's going to happen as I increase my calories? 
do not be scared. I promise you're doing this slowly. It's going to work over time. This is one of those things where it's going to help you with long-term success because we are helping your metabolism because it's been running like a snail since you have been starving yourself in general or starving yourself and then overeating and then your food, your metabolism still the snail so it can't digest the food. So we are trying to turn that snail into a sprinting sprinter from the Olympics. I can't think of anything smarter than that, but we're trying to speed up that metabolism. So during the process, if I'm honest, more than not, majority of my clients will actually lose weight because they're fueling their body properly and they're working out to support it. That is like my favorite thing about watching the process is that they see it wasn't them that was the problem. It was their diet that was the problem. So I love when I increase someone's calories and you know balance out their macros and they lose weight. It's so awesome. And as I said, it really does happen more than not. For other people, sometimes they will just maintain. And honestly, if you think about that, maintaining is amazing. If you are eating more food, if I am able to maintain my weight and I am increasing my calories by 200, 300, 400, 500 calories, and I'm staying the same weight, that is a total win. That is retraining your metabolism and is a good thing and is going to allow me to have success later on my goals. And then there are also who may just gain a few pounds, and this isn't drastic. I'm talking about a couple pounds, but again, if you do this slowly, it shouldn't be a problem. I have rarely reversed someone where they gain. Most of the time, they maintain or they lose because it's done slowly and it's done correctly. If you all of a sudden are eating 1,200 calories and you say, I'm going to reverse, and then you jump to 2,000, yes, you're going to gain. But we are doing this, again, slowly over time. 100 to 150 calories spread out over a series of weeks. So normally that doesn't happen, but if I'm honest, yes, it can happen. And you have to remember, even for those couple of pounds, the purpose is to retrain your metabolism so that you can have more success with your goals later. And lastly, depending on how severe your deficit is, the amount of calories that you are going to raise is going to vary significantly. So I've worked with clients where they only come up maybe two or 300 calories, but they feel great and they have success. And I've worked with people who have come up a thousand plus calories because they were such in a deficit. They were eating like 800 calories and I was like oh no 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 we have got to get you up so it's going to vary a lot per person and once you're able to support that amount of food once we've raised you out of the reverse diet the purpose of a reverse diet is to retrain the metabolism and then and only then can you do an effective cut an effective cut is where you cut your calories short term Remember, I said short term. That is a cut in your calories for normally between 4 to 12 weeks, sometimes 16 weeks. But you are not meant to live in a cut. You were living in a cut before. That is what got you stuck in that calorie deficit and got you stuck under eating and got you stuck into under eating and overeating cycles. You are not meant to live in a cut. They are short term. So once you have retrained your metabolisms, you can go back into a short term cut that is effective. You are not meant to eat 1,200 calories regularly. You are not meant to live in a calorie deficit regularly. It is just not going to be helpful for your body. And lastly, the overwhelming majority of people aren't even meant to sit at 1,200 calories ever, ever. It's not even good for like almost anybody. So when you do these cuts, I also want you to remember you are only cutting 
200 to 400 calories. We are not drastically cutting 1,000 calories during a short-term cut. Once you have reversed out, you have improved your metabolism, you are able to handle more food, you are going to do short cuts with a decrease in calories between 200 and 400, 500 max for your cuts. And again, short term, we do not live in a cut. That is where it starts to backfire. I don't want you to be scared to try reverse dieting. If you answered yes to any of those questions that I asked in the beginning of this podcast, I want you to try it. It's not even a couple hundred calories. We're talking 100 to 150 calories every couple weeks. And you can do it as slow as you want. But I promise, if you're stuck in a deficit, if you're in that cycle where you're under eating, overeating, having shame and guilt and all these things, and then the next day under eating and over exercising and repeating it, you need to get out of that. And the only way to get out of that is through reverse dieting. I know it because I've done it for myself and I've done it for hundreds and hundreds of clients and it works. So I want you to stop starving yourself, stop beating yourself up and start fueling your body for the results you want. Food is not your enemy, but not knowing how to fuel your body properly is. I love you. If you really need to reverse diet, I want you to try it. Don't be scared. It works. I promise. I'll talk to you guys next week.